Welcome to the Cambridge Tech Podcast, talking all things technology from the heart of the UK's tech capital. Here are your hosts, Faye Holland and James Parton. Well, I'm pleased to say Faye has got her wish. Yay! <laughs> Carl, myself, in fact, all of us are sitting here with our Santa hats on, ready for this end-of-year holiday special highlights episode. Uh, looking back, even though it feels like we've been publishing the podcast now for ages, episode one only went out on October the 2nd, so can you believe that was only 12 weeks ago? I can't believe you just said for ages. You actually said that like it felt painful for <laughs> you. So no, it's been we've been learning as we've we've gone along. Um, but I have to say the support has been amazing in these these last few weeks, from people reaching out to us to want to be on the show, to the people that we've reached out to to say, hey, can you come on the show? They've all been great, and we've had some great support as well from our media partner, Business Weekly, although I am slightly freaked out about how many places our faces are appearing. Yeah, walking into the Bradfield Centre reception is a bit weird. <laughs> We've got an 80-inch TV that rotates our faces every couple of minutes, which is a bit off-putting. And also, of course, thanks to our early supporters, uh, Mantle and Growthworks, two organisations that are very much focused on supporting the companies that we talk about on each episode. So their belief in the show and us has been a great source of encouragement. It has. And back to our preview episode, we promised to bring you everything you needed to know about the tech cluster in Cambridge. So we hope we're delivering on that promise. We've met Evan Upton, CEO of the global success story that's Raspberry Pi, Raj Guerrera from tech superpower Samsung, and the founders of hot up-and-coming Cambridge companies, including Jana Voigt and Colin Payne from Infosense and Steph Martlou from Synomics. We hope you're beginning to appreciate that Cambridge is home to not just tech, but hardcore deep tech. It certainly is. And we opened strong, I think, with Scott White in our debut episode. Always a delight to talk to Scott. He's a six-time entrepreneur and a great example of what happens in successful clusters. Serial entrepreneurs, they mentor, they invest back into the local ecosystem and create new companies and new opportunities. Pragmatic, it's a great example of deep tech companies that you'll find in Cambridge. Not only have they created the IP and the product, but they're now also building silicon foundries. And Scott was really bullish on the UK's ability to innovate, but warned that we need to do more around high-tech manufacturing. We are already, I would say, you know, a very good place for science, tech and innovation. It's very well accepted worldwide that we have extremely good, you know, world-leading innovation and invention in the UK. Where we've tended to be poor is at the later stage of commercialization, particularly in the case of capital-intensive industries like high-tech manufacturing. Uh, if we look at that specifically in the context of semiconductors, you know, 20, 30 years ago, the UK was at the forefront of of the silicon industry. And we have, you know, we've lost that over the last several decades, uh, primarily because of a combination of fundamental economics and not having the right government support. We met another deep tech founder in episode six, 
Tong Tong Zhu, CEO of Poratech, has developed a new class of gallium nitride materials for the next generation micro LED display industry, plus many other applications. We absolutely loved his drive and ambition to become Cambridge's next unicorn. I think one thing for sure is the foot is firmly on that pedal. It reminds me that a presentation I was in, you challenged the audience to keep their eyes on you because you were looking to be the next Cambridge-based unicorn. Is that your target? Is that your measure of success? I think that is something that we wanted to prove and showcase to everybody around the world that Cambridge is really the place to have all the technologies incubated. So yeah, that is a bit of a thing that keep us moving uh, to be honest uh, but also in the meantime in terms of measure of success yes i think we're talking about a huge market opportunity and big momentum that we are making not only on the technology offering but also on the commercial development as well in terms of working with the biggest technology companies on the planet so uh, yeah i think we are on the way to become the next unicorn the next material science or some connected unicorn uh, from cambridge yes You'll likely be familiar with the old proverb, it takes a village to raise a child, and Cambridge is a great example of this. The city is filled with support organisations and infrastructure to nurture the next generation of tech companies. We've begun to introduce you to some of the many organisations that support the local tech ecosystem in Cambridge and bring new opportunities into the city. Just last week, we chatted with Rebecca Beckenutter and Rosa Del Campo from Locate Cambridge who advocate for Cambridge internationally as a destination for global high-tech firms. Listen to Rebecca describe how Cambridge is perceived. Cambridge is renowned for life sciences. Absolutely. I mean, if companies are life sciences and they're looking at the UK, Cambridge is going to be right up there with Oxford and London. But um, we're also looking at artificial intelligence. We're looking at quantum is becoming increasingly popular, advanced engineering and manufacturing, food and drink, agritech, clean energy. Um, These are not only UK competitive sectors, but internationally competitive sectors. So... Yes, I think Cambridge is a relatively easy sell when you're looking at life sciences, but actually we do have to do our homework and our work when you're trying to attract companies who could actually physically go anywhere. If you are a startup looking to grow in Cambridge, the Bradfield Centre offers a range of flexible membership packages which put you in control of your office and home working mix. There's a vibrant, collaborative atmosphere, on-site cafe, plenty of green outside space and regular member social events. We also offer a range of high-quality meeting spaces for hire and for tech event organisers, our auditorium, lakeside pavilion and atrium spaces are perfect to bring your communities together for in-person and hybrid events. For more information, visit bradfieldcentre.com or call 01223 919 In episode 7, we met local life science fund and accelerator Start Codon. COO Dan Rook shared his insights from working with multiple teams and describes what makes Start Codon's approach so special. I 
I think in many ways, you don't know what you don't know when you start in a business. And I found this out when Jason and I set up Start Codon. And so sometimes you think you know what you're doing. And, and, and you think you know what you're doing because you've always done it that way. So if you're, you know, if you're a, if you're a scientist and you've not, you know, spun out a company before, you're going to be amazing at the science. You're going to be great at applying for grants, but you've never run a commercial entity, and they're very different. And so sometimes, you know, we find that people can apply what they've already done to start a business, which is not the right way forward. So I think the most valuable part of it, and the part which sometimes doesn't resonate but definitely resonates when people get to know us and get to see what we can do and how we can help them build the business is the people and we can genuinely offer something that is unique you know that is very hands-on we meet the guy you know we you know our companies that we've invested in that we've run the program you know every week uh, we, we cut strings at some point obviously we can't manage 17 in one go but when they raise later finance they've got larger investors in you know we tend to take a step back but we're very hands-on and I think that is that you know that is the reason why the portfolio so far is 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 doing as well as it's doing. We're looking forward to chatting with some of Start Codon's portfolio companies in the new year. Right from the off, it's been clear that the University of Cambridge plays a pivotal role in the Cambridge Tech Cluster. It's home to many of the founders and their ideas, provides support and capital, and is intertwined with innovation activity across the city. Even though we've only been publishing for these three months, it's no surprise that many episodes mention the university and four have actually been fully dedicated to student and institute activities. So we have to begin with a fascinating conversation from two weeks ago with Tim Minshall, who is the Dr. John C. Taylor Professor of Innovation and Head of the Institute for Manufacturing. We covered so much ground with him and Tim gave the city a really powerful rallying cry. It is absolutely shocking that we're still the most unequal city in the UK. The difference in health outcomes between the city of Cambridge and heading out into Fenland and out elsewhere in the county is appalling. We must do something about that. So we've got huge privilege in the sense of we have incredibly talented people. We have access to capital. We have these most phenomenal networks of which, you know, Bradfield Centre is a key, absolute key part of that. Incredibly talented people, such as both of you, supporting people to do amazing things. We've got all of that. We've got a problem that our local economy is, is, has got some challenges with it. But just jumping over that briefly, we, Cambridge, this is going to sound a bit pretentious, so I apologise in advance. We need to do something amazing for the world. We should be doing the things that others can't do. We should be setting that ambition to do incredible things, dare I say it, to help manufacture a better world. But we really must. If we can't do it, and if we try and do it, but we measure our success solely on how many billion-dollar companies have we created, that is a metric for sure. And we do need the billion-dollar companies. But that is a measure, an indicator of something else much more important that must be happening. So I think the plea was partly to absolutely celebrate our heritage. We have such talented people who've given up so much to make Cambridge what it is today. We want to respect their legacy and say, well, what are we going to do to make things even better? And I just feel that we're at a really exciting tipping point where we can do something amazing. We've just got to be careful how we line things up to say, let's go for that. What's the big global problem that we want to be involved in solving? (music) 
We've also discovered many early stage student-led companies with super innovative ideas. We've loved visiting the colleges to meet them in person, to hear the passion in their innovations, many of which have a notable objective of sustainability or tech for good. And we look forward to doing even more in 2023. Looking back in episode three, we met the finalists at the Homerton College Changemakers Seed Day. Episode four was Molly Hagen, one of the 2021 winners of the Trinity Bradfield Prize. And episode nine covered the Chris Abel Postdoc Business Plan Competition. And what do all these episodes have in common? Well, they're all great examples of the encouragement and nurturing of entrepreneurship at the university, which directly feeds the development of the cluster, keeping Cambridge at the forefront of tech and life sciences. We asked Molly what difference winning the Trinity Bradfield Prize had made to her. Of course, there was a financial part, which was great. We were able to do some more testing, some more optimization, you know, buying little bits for our development of the mini CPC. But I think the biggest thing was actually just getting involved in this business space. So being able to network that evening on the pitch night I made great connections with people that I'm still in contact with. It wasn't just, a, yeah, I'll follow you on LinkedIn and then never hear from you again. It's, oh, we're actually reaching out. We're having this interactive process. People who want to help with, you know, finding grants, um, if, you know, there's legal work that needs to be done, lots of different interactions that way. And then also, you know, we were we were given the opportunity to have mentors throughout this process. And that was great. So I think I met with about eight different people who came from different backgrounds and they were able to give me advice on legal work, on the business case, on marketing, on the technical side of things. So it was really great to be able to have all of those different opportunities. And then also on that, you know, going into different spaces. So as I mentioned, I was at this IECT summer school and people there had actually known me from this Bradfield Prize. Oh, really? oh yeah, we we saw you give your pitch or, oh, we know you from this. And I thought that was pretty cool. So had it not been for the Bradfield Center um, and, and the Trinity Bradfield Prize, those kind of connections probably would never have been made. So in that respect, it's been able to kind of turn our technology into more of a business case for sure. So the podcast isn't just me and James, there's actually Carl who's here producing every single episode and keeping us all on the right track. So it seems only fair that we should get Carl to speak on this festive celebration episode. It is only fair, although I've managed to take my Santa hat off already. That has been noted. It was boiling my brain. I've still got mine on. That's why you took so many takes. Ouch. <laughs> I didn't. That was James, yeah. right? <laughs> Terrible today. <laughs> I'm apologising for that. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to ask was, first of all, Faye, what was your highlight of this year? Highlight, singular. That's that's difficult. Um, okay, so the the proper answer probably should be the response we've had and the conversations and the depth of insights that we've had and, and people just being completely open. So that's the proper answer. The real answer is, man, it is such hard work. You know, we're 15 episodes in and and when James said, hey, do you want to come and do the podcast? I thought, yeah, that's great. I like talking. What I didn't understand was the amount of work that, that goes into it. So seriously, kudos to both of you. And obviously you were both involved in the previous iteration of this podcast too. Yeah, we did the Inside the Breffield Centre for a couple of years and 
I guess this is a good opportunity to give a special shout out to Adelina, who's had to endure a terrible 24 months. And uh, we will have our fingers crossed that, that 2023 draws a line under all of that for her. Absolutely. And James, what's your highlight of this year? Other than working with me? Yeah, other than working with you. And, w- and wearing a Santa hat for the first time on the podcast. <laughs> I think, well, I mentioned this at the time, but I, th- I really love when we go out to the colleges and speak to the, the students and, and get to see their ideas and their enthusiasm and their passion. I think I refer to it as kind of watching the Beatles in a pub before they got famous. So, you know, I'd love to be in a situation where maybe in 18 months time, we, we have a whole episode dedicated to one of those teams that have gone on and actually created something really special. And we can get that kudos that we spoke to them in the very early stages before before they were famous yeah indeed that that would be great so the other thing as well so we like going out on the road doing those but one thing for next year is what about a live recording and actually having an audience with us as well horrendous idea or good idea no i'm really up for that idea carl you'll have to work really hard for that to cut out the heckling yeah (laughs) it might have to be a really long show Can you you do retakes at a live show? Uh, I might not be able to sign up otherwise. So what does next year hold? Well, I think more of the same. Uh, The list of people that we want to go out and speak to is growing day by day. Uh, But that said, you know, if you are a local high-tech startup or a large firm with tech news to share, uh, we'd love you to come onto the show. So please get in touch by contacting us at info at cambridgetechpodcast.com or via our social media channels. Indeed, and we are relentless here, so we said we'd do it every week. We're back on the 1st of January to kick off the new year with a bang. We're going to be discussing Deloitte's tech predictions for 2023 with Ben Stanton. So I think all that remains to be said is have a wonderful festive period, whatever you're doing, and see you next year. Today's show was produced by Carl Homer of Cambridge TV and supported by our media partner, Business Weekly. The Cambridge Tech Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms and on cambridgetechpodcast.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a five-star review. It will really help others discover the show. 